So we have seen that the eldest boy had certain rights over succeeding siblings. The firstborn to open the womb has the following rights. He has rulership, that means authority and dominion, priesthood and a double portion. This means that he would take the lion's share of the financial inheritance in order to look after the remaining parents. So not only do these rights apply in the natural and were worked out fully in Jesus' physical life, but spiritually he regained what had been lost to man at the fall and through some quirks of history. We'll have a look at that too. Jesus restores all things. He's given us back dominion, rulership and ourselves. This is a major thing that we are no longer subject to our fallen nature, but we are subject to Christ, to the government of God in our lives. And we can't take one part of our inheritance without taking all of it. So when we come to look at the fruit of the Spirit, which starts with love and ends with self-control, we'll see how Jesus has given us back everything that we lost and it's ours to step into but it is spelt e-f-f-o-r-t effort if we want abundance and a double portion which is ours by right as being in the firstborn we will need to do something to come into every benefit that he's won for us we have all the potential to come into the double portion of blessings that are ours in Christ. And as I said, like everything else in our Christian life, these blessings don't come automatically. And it is possible, and we will see it, to lose our rights or give them away or indeed to trade them. And this was what the enemy was trying to do when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness. He was trying to get Jesus to do a trade. And we'll have a look at that too. If you knew you were going to come into a fortune, an inheritance, millions, but it depended on you becoming mature to receive it, I think you'd grow up quite quickly. The thought of what you stood to lose would be the impulsion and the propulsion to behave well lest you forfeited your inheritance because of your lifestyle. We must rule ourselves and our passions, or as we will see, we can forfeit the great gift of our inheritance. So just let's spend some time having a look at three men in the Old Testament who lost, traded, or had taken away what had been given to them. The three men were Esau, Reuben, and Saul. Let's look at Esau first, Genesis 25-27. And we find that Esau is giving in to his physical appetite and this is going to cost him because he trades it for his birthright. Then we have Reuben, who we find in Genesis 49, 3-4 to and 9-11. For him, it was his sexual drive and lack of honour of his father that
that precluded him from receiving his firstborn rights, which actually now are moved to the tribe of Judah. Jesus should have been born from the tribe of Reuben, but because Reuben proved himself totally unstable, Judah was chosen. And so you see, Jesus comes as the lion of the tribe of Judah. And Saul, our third example, 1 Samuel 9, verse 17, he's selected as king. God selects him. In 1 Samuel 10, 8, he's given a test command. 1 Samuel 13, 8 to 14, 1 Samuel 15, 11, and 23 to 29, we find he fails to keep the command. He will not wait. He is governed by what he sees with his natural eye and what he sees precipitates him into action. He didn't wait for Samuel to come to him. This was no accident. God often tests us by stretching the waiting time. And if you're waiting for something right now, don't try to make it happen. You may lose it altogether. Because in doing what he did, Saul had the kingdom torn from him. It's a sad, sad story of a brilliant beginning and a dismal end. It's not how you start this race, beloved. It's how you finish. 1 John 4.17 says this, As he is in this world, so are we. And that is what we are aiming for, to be as he is in this world. That is what he's won for us on the cross. And staying in Christ, where God has placed us, will bring us into abundance and fruitfulness, will bring us into living in 1 John 4, 17. As he is in this world, so are we. Where we belong to him, we believe in him, and we behave accordingly. So, as New Testament Christians, we have inherited birthright status through Jesus Christ as the firstborn Son of God. And do you want some scriptures for that? Romans 8, 29. Colossians 1, 15. Revelation 1, verse 5. As God's only begotten Son, Jesus received the kingdom from his Father and is Lord of all. Acts 2, 36. Philippians 2, 9 to 11. Revelation 19, 16. Christ promises to share with us his kingdom and his inheritance. Romans 4, 13, Galatians 3, 29, Ephesians 1, 18, Hebrews 11, 16. And we are warned not to imitate Esau, who on impulse gave away his birthright for a bowl of stew. 
Hebrews 12, 16 and 17. And again, Genesis 25, 19 to 34. Because of his foolishness, he lost it and the blessings of the Father. The lessons for us is to respect what is holy, to respect what Jesus has won for us on the cross. We should never throw it away. We should always honour what he's done for us, understand it and come into it. Our focus is to remain fixed on Jesus, the appointed heir of all things. Hebrews 1 verse 2. Psalm 2, 7 and 8. Matthew 28, 18. And then through his grace and our faith in him, we are counted, reckoned as joint heirs. Romans 8, 17. Galatians 3, 29. And Titus 3, 7. It is my prayer that you will study these scriptures to make yourself approved, a workman, rightly dividing the word of God. Because you shall know the truth, who is a person, and the truth will set you free.